Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Design Under Influence. Today, we're talking about Revit. What is it? And specifically, who is it for? We're going to look at three different versions for 2022, and we're going to try to um, help you answer the question if you're considering Revit, you know, which version is right for you and sort of how to what the implementation may look like. So here with me are my usual suspect plus one. My usual suspect is Boris Rappaport, his CEO of a company called ArcIT, and he's coming at it from a perspective of IT expertise. You know, ArcIT, I'm part of that company as well. We help architecture design engineering firms implement technology and manage technology so they, you, could do your best work. Now, I do have another, we're going to come at this topic from another perspective. I want to introduce Michael Bass. He's su we're super excited to have him. He's design technology software expert, so his expertise is exactly in specific tool subset that all architecture and design firms are using. So, Michael, great to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, fantastic. So let's let's jump right in, just like we always do. Let's not, you know, talk around it. Let's go right into it. Boris, like, why don't you kick us off? Like, what is Revit? Revit is a software tool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's the easy question, right? So um, Revit is a tool that architects uh, and engineers um, use and also used in construction as well. And it's basically, to me, it's a really good tool uh, that can live through the life cycle of the building, right? I mean, it's a database of things and it's really impactful on, uh, uh, you know, with the design and build community. But I want to throw this over to Michael so that he can give us a little more detail and dive deeper into, oh. um, into this. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, so I think what you said was really spot on. I would also just add that, uh, you know, Revit is really this technology that was built for building information modeling, right? It's a platform. And the idea with it is that you're building a model um, that's both 3D and has um, a data backbone to it. Um, so rather than drawing individual sheets, you're building a model and then the drawings are created as sort of a result of that modeling. And so there's a, because it's a database, there's this bi-directional relationship between the objects that are in the model, both on the three-dimensional side and also the data. So if somebody's using AutoCAD, they, you know, what are some of the, like, let's call high level advantages to moving into Revit? Why should people consider it? And then we can maybe dive into the three versions available now and who's, who are they for? Yeah, you know, that's that's actually a really good question because even though, um, you know, AutoCAD's been a around for a long time, it still does really good work and has some great tools. Um, I think that one thing to consider, you know, if you're looking at moving into Revit is if you have a few people, more than two or three that are working in a project at the same time. You know, Revit being a database is really set up to have multi-users working at the same time within it. And it also does help a lot with the coordination between different things. So if someone is working on an elevation drawing uh, and another person's working on a plan, if there's changes in one or the other, um, those will be reflected in your in your sheets at the end. So it does a good job of doing some of the coordination that we're used to doing manually in AutoCAD. And I think uh, another thing that we mentioned in our pre-show is it's also coordination, not just within your team, but coordinating with our other teams on the project, right? Like electrical, mm. mechanical, making sure that, you know, all of their designs kind of fit, right? It does the right word fit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, um, you know, there's a whole another 
kind of level of coordination clash detection that you can do if you have objects in 3D. And, you know, effectively, if you're using Revit with consultants, like an electrical or mechanical engineer, structural engineer, you can actually start doing a lot of really good pre-construction work as a result of that. And it's it's really purpose-built for those those sorts of studies. That's uh, great. So, so let's say people are in the process of, okay, um, I think, you know, I think we're, you know, seven, eight, 10 people. Um, we have a lot of this collaborative work requirements that are right now falling, you know, be like making our lives more difficult. So Revit is something we want to do. Michael, can you go just walk us through on a high level what the pricing, there's different flavors of it. You call them flavors. There's different flavors of Revit. So it's not just to buy one thing and, and you have it. There's, there are different kinds of, or, or versions of it. Yes. Can you walk us through them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's one of the things that, you know, as Revit's grown, you know, there are these different options now. And one of the things that's nice now is you have basically two main products. You have Revit LT, which is their light version, and then just Revit. Both include tools for multiple disciplines. So regardless of whether you're an architect or, you know, landscape or structural, you'll have uh, many of the same tools. LT has less capabilities, um, you know, in terms of multi-user environment. So if you're, if you do have multiple people that need to work in a model, that's not really going to be the right product for you. But in terms of price, it comes in at a great price point. And right now, just quoting from Autodesk, you know, for Revit LT on a monthly subscription, you're looking at about $60 per user. Uh, for yearly, it's about $475 US dollars. And then for the full Revit, you're looking at about $320 per month or about $2,500. Is that per user too on a full version? Yeah, that's per user. Yeah. And so how would, from your experience there, Michael, what sort of firms would be okay with LT versus which ones actually need to shell out for the full version? Yeah. No, that's, that, that's something that you definitely want to ask yourself because frankly, like, you don't want to get more product than you need. And really, Revit LT is great, especially for a company that's maybe looking at dipping their toe into it, to building information modeling, to you know trying it out, testing the waters. I think for residential or commercial, as long as you're not doing, you know, organic 3D forms, you know, Frank Gehry type style buildings, then those tools are all, all the tools that you need are going to be in, in Revit LT for, for a conventionally designed building. However, you do want to think about if you are looking at maybe using like a rendering plugin or different types of add-ins, Revit LT does have some limitations. It doesn't actually allow you to use add-ins. So it's really just like the core platform, basic, um, not dissimilar to AutoCAD LT as, as a variant from, from the full AutoCAD. Gotcha. Boris, question to you. What sort of, um, I know we didn't talk about this pre-show when we were kind of digging into deeper, but I want to understand what sort of hardware requirements, because, you know, on the IT side, it's important to support our clients. And and again, our, our sole motor is like, do your best work and, and technology allows you to do that. But but what sort of hardware requirements, just again, high level, uh, you know, um, do people need to have in order to get into Revit? So if you are just looking to get into it and you want to run the LT version of Revit, the requirements are going to be different than running the full version. Now, in both cases, uh, Revit is very processor heavy. And I also, uh, we've noticed that, you know, it tends to utilize just a single 
uh, set of cores. So even if you have multi-core processors, uh, it is really focused on utilizing single core. So you want a processor that's powerful enough uh, where maybe, you know, it's a quad core. I Can you speak English, please? <laughs> you want a fast processor. Thank that, you. That's, that's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, and you also want to have... Um, a graphics card in your computer. Again, for Revit Lite, I think um, a lower end graphics card from NVIDIA is, uh, you know, would be okay for Revit full version, especially if you use additional plugins for rendering, like uh, either Enscape or uh, Lumion, uh, you want to have a RTX um, graphics card from NVIDIA in your computer. So yeah. fast processor and, uh, you know, and a good graphics card Memory can be questioned, but, you know, no design workstations should have less than 16 gigs of memory. Uh, that's for sure. I think even like office workstations nowadays needs to need to have 16 gigs of memory. So uh, 16 is the minimum. You want 32 uh, kind of as a good to have and 64 is really nice. So quad core uh, uh, graphics card and What's the minimum speed of, 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 of the processor? The processor, yeah. Yeah, you want as fast as possible. So like three gigahertz uh, would be great, right? So don't go for anything sub three. And, and we'll, we'll do a little bit more research. Maybe Michael can pitch in here and we'll put this in the show notes um, in the article. Just so I think it's it's already outlined on Revit's website, but hey, you know, we're coming from it from IT perspective. We see clients struggling and or having good times yeah. <laughs> with, with, with the system. So we will put our requirements out. Yeah. And also also like the sorry, um, the, the, the field experience is all different than what the website says. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to make one other note, which is a consideration also is, you know, like network speed bandwidth. Um, mm -hmm especially if you're working on a multi-user project, it makes a really big difference. In fact, RS does have some, you know, information about that, but we'll, we'll include that as a follow-up for this discussion. Perfect. So, all right, guys, so let's wrap it up with the actual implementation. Someone, well, unless you, you find there are other uh, things we've missed that are kind of crucial for when people are considering getting ready, but let's say they have already one foot in the door and now they, they are sort of looking at implementation. What does the process look like? What does it cost typically? Kind of, can you high level that? Michael, you want to take it or should I take it? Yeah. So I think that, you know, between the two products that we're looking at Revit and Revit LT, LT doesn't really offer network deployment. So you are going to, if you have multiple users, it is going to take a little bit longer to, you know, just literally get it onto people's workstations um, and to have them configured in the same way. But, um, you know, it's we're looking at in terms of getting the software installed, very similar operating for, you know, AutoCAD um, or similar size CAD software. There's, of course, all of the considerations about, you know, creating a template, um, which we won't go into great detail on here. But things that really make that implementation like successful and, and make it match your company's you know type of work and your style. Um, those are the kind of hidden costs that you want to keep keep an eye out for. And again, you know, ArcIT is a great service provider that can, can can help provide some more information about that. But just wanted to mention that as a part of the, the cost of the implementation. Gotcha. Boris, any other maybe advice or any like maybe pitfalls you've seen on implementations? Like, let's give some value here on the rollout side. So again, it, it depends on the size of the implementation, right? And if you're considering uh, Revit Lite, as kind of your, you know, first step, um, then as my, Michael mentioned, you have to 
install that product on each individual workstation one by one. Uh, you can do a network deployment and it takes a little bit more time, but also that means that, you know, Revit Lite, and I think we've, we've kind of covered that here, but I don't think we actually said it. I mean, I'm gonna say Revit Lite will work for, you know, a smaller firm, which is three to five people. I, I think like once you get larger and you have more people working on single projects, you know, if you're seven, eight, 10 person firm, you're probably gonna go for full version of Revit. So in that case, obviously you need to install Revit on 10 computers versus five computers. And in, you know, your deployment strategy will have to change. You would create, so the great thing about you know, full version of Revit is it allows you to create a network deployment. So I, as a, you know, either IT person or as a firm owner yourself, if you want to do it, uh, you can use the tools, create a deployment, and then each individual workstation can go to the server and download uh, that version of Revit, configure it exactly the same for all of the 10 computers or 20 computers or 30 computers that you have. Saves a lot of time than going into one individual computer and downloading it on its own. Well would then would then the ongoing management of this and hygiene sort of uh, uh, and you know processes within the tool be also simplified with network deployment or that doesn't really that doesn't really change from light to to regular version um i don't think it changes you still need to download and install updates and basically you do that individually on each one of the computers. We have processes uh, for helping our clients with that. And you know we have tools that we can deploy across the whole population easily and actually manage those deployments and make sure that it you know successfully deployed and rerun the deployments if needed. So there's ex, you know there's extra effort in managing the update process in any Autodesk software. And I just wanted to kind of reemphasize what Boris was just talking about with that managed deployment service that they do. I mean, honestly, that is really, really valuable use of time and spend if you're a small company, because, you know, having someone who can really help you set things up um, and manage them on an ongoing basis, you know, it's such a huge time saver. You spend so much time adding or removing, you know, trying to fix some some installation that went wrong on a user's computer. So I think that's that's really good. But yeah, I think Revit is really the thing if you're if you have more than three or five three to four people, you, you do probably want to get the full version. Um, there's other two things like the plugins that you can get which will actually help you with implementations of you know um, standards and all sorts of different capabilities that you wouldn't have otherwise. But again, Revit LT is a great place to start out and just test the waters. You can absolutely, people are doing great work with that, you know, get great drawings, get 3D models, and uh, it's really a good entry point. One final thing I did want to mention, and maybe we'll talk about this in another conversation, is that Autodesk does offer this thing called the AEC collection, and that bundles Revit, and, and it bundles it with some pretty useful software, you know, particularly if you're already using AutoCAD, when you get the AEC collection, you also get a license of AutoCAD. So you have Revit, AutoCAD, Civil 3D, Recap, some other softwares that, you know, again, we can talk about another time. But the price for that is $390 per month versus Revit, which is $320. So it's only a bit more, but you get quite a bit more out of that. Um, the yearly, I think, is around $3,100. So. 
Perfect. We'll unpack that in the next episode. Thank you, Michael. Those of you who are looking for help in deciding which version is right for you, you need help implementing potentially Revit. Look, we're here at Arc IT. We only work with design, engineering, and architecture firms, and we're here to help, right? If you need help, reach out to us. We can do project-based or we can do full-on managed services and really take care of your tech so you can do your best work. Michael, again, thank you very much for your time. Those of you who are interested um, to talk to Michael, ask him uh, maybe some follow-up questions. He is the, you know, I, I avoid the word guru, but I think I think this is deserved in this case. He understands design technology, been at it for a long time. Yeah, hit him up on LinkedIn and we hope to do more shows together, Michael. Again, thank you for your time. Thank you, Boris. And I hope you all enjoyed the show. My pleasure. Nice talking with you. Thanks everyone. Talk Thanks. to you guys later. Hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye.